This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Jetson's there, Billy did. The goal, Chris Billy Huddersfield Town. The most famous goal of Chris Billy's life. Is this the moment for Lee Fowler? It is. Take your place in Division 2. Huddersfield Town. Oi, thank you. Champion Steve Simonson's boots now. He's missed. Steve Simonson clears the frame of the goal and collapses in a heap of tears. Huddersfield Town are promoted. Christopher Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town legend. And he takes that chance! It's the most wonderful time of the year. That was until the football started again. Yesterday saw the return of the Grinch, that is Huddersfield Town, ready to steal your Christmas spirit. Town spent their four weeks away, mostly in Marbella, working on attacking structures and fitness in order for us to be able to score more goals. (laughs) So, who could have predicted Huddersfield Town registering their lowest expected goals tally since the opening day of the season on (laughs) Saturday? Football, not content in just pissing in our Christmas eggnog, decided to throw in the double whammy of England being knocked out of the World Cup to confound a pretty miserable day. Quite simply, football can f*** off. I'm Matt, and I'll be your... (laughs) That'll do, yeah. I'm Matt, and I'll be your Ebenezer Scrooge for this evening, where I'll be decking the halls with boughs of cosy, as I'm joined by the bear. And finally, putting a Google search in the wrong place can often lead to a bit of a disaster. Just ask Nigel Clibbins. Rivaling old Klibarachi is a gentleman who, in trying to expunge his identity from social media, decided to replace his name with the moniker of Ginger Orgy. Spelling mistake or Pornhub search? Only he can confirm. It's Pozza. Good evening. Pozza, well, it didn't make, make any difference to his fortunes, mate. Changing to Orgy. We'll still get beat. <laughs> 
Certainly wasn't an orgy of goals, was there? But <laughs> moving on, um, this episode, as always, is sponsored by Magic Rock Brewing. Um, big thanks to Magic Rock for doing so. If you fancy some beers for Christmas, get yourself on www.magicrockbrewing.com. Use our code of AHTTC10 and you will get 10% off your online order. Okay, boys, let's get into uh, the shit show of Huddersfield Town. Uh, in the build-up to the game, uh, Zach Armitage decided to come out of uh, semi-retirement uh, and he was back writing for us. And he did a little article that you can find on our on our website and he highlighted how Tino Andring could be a huge player for us till the end of the season. <laughs> and as soon as we clicked on a post, um, talk about your kiss of death, um, Tino Andring out rolling his ankle and doing his ankle ligaments. I think uh, it just sort, of, <laughs> just sort of sums everything up, doesn't it? Um, frustrating, isn't it, guys? That um, Tino could could potentially be a big player for us, but we just even last season, it's rare you can get him out there fit and firing and and on full show. And it's a shame, isn't it? I mean, he showed when he's when he's started a couple of games this season. He's you know he's played well. He's showed glimpses of what he's what he's got, but he does seem very injury prone. I appreciate a rolled ankle is not one of them that you can legislate for, but. Yeah, as you say, it just kind of sums us striking uh, options up, doesn't it, at the moment? We're struggling to get goals and, you know, we were all desperate to get to this winter break to try and get someone like Tino back and uh, he goes and does his ankle. Uh, and if it is ligaments, that's not a quick fix. So, you know, is it worth just terminating this loan if we can and, and looking mm. to get someone else? Probably that was my, next, that was my next question, so you can answer it, Paz. Yeah, I mean, if he's not going to be able to play, it's, it's a waste of a loan, isn't it? So, yeah, it's been a bit of a, a bit of a nightmare all around that that loan, hasn't it? To be fair, I mean, we usually we've done all right with with, with loans, um, loans especially. Yeah. Um, but this one's just not worked out, which some do and some don't. So, yeah, through no one's fault. Yeah, if we can send him back and look to bring somebody else in, then I would personally. About you, Cos. You you on the. Tino hype train or are you just sort of thinking now it's got to a stage where we're up shit creek and Tino's not the paddle mate it's a massive uh, disaster for me because I think for any chance of us staying in this division I think we needed Tino to come in and rip the division apart mate and because he's getting that desperate for us and I'm looking for game changers creative players and then Dye who can spin round and beat you know three defenders and, and then just play Billy Sharp and we haven't got anyone like that and uh for me, Tino, but I always thought it would be a big gamble, you know, but I, I wanted to kind of at least be judging him on performances rather than never play, playing. It's it's an absolute nightmare, to be honest with you, and I think this is one of the reasons why we're, we're in deep trouble. The loans, <clears throat> I know we can say glandular fever, obviously, was a, there's nothing we can do about that, but we've had those loans really right in the last few years, but we've got it really, really wrong. It's We've got to be brutal, even though he's not playing and a lot of stuff's out of his control. It, We've got them wrong this season and it, it could push us down to Forest Green, Port Vale and Cambridge, mate, unfortunately. Yeah, football's a... You've got to sometimes be a bit cutthroat, haven't you, and, and sort of just learn where to draw a line with things. I, I, I hope he, can, he comes back and does what we've seen him do on the odd occasion, but it's got to a stage now where you just think, you know, do you just roll the dice and, and see what happens? But well, that's that, that's like, not our decision. You're getting fit and... You're gambling on a guy, aren't you? You don't. He's not really. Form's not in the book, to be honest, mate. I mean, we saw 
Oh, so, saw that wonder goal West, early on this season, wasn't it? Was it against West, West Brom? Brom? Yeah, it was. He was good against West Brom. Got both goals, but, didn't he? But the trouble is, we need to. You know what, uh, Matt? I think it's getting to that stage where obviously we'll talk about Dean later. But he knew that season we were going down, and we gambled everything. And, and on Jermaine Beckford, it was incredible. I mean, obviously we've not got that club kind of money now, and I don't think he'd want to do that again. But I think we're getting to that stage where we need ready-made, guaranteed quality and at all costs to stay in the division and unfortunately if we're, we've seen some of us uh, trialists this week and the signing and stuff and again team that we need someone who we know is going to do something but that being said that Matt I mean it's a ruthless judgement but McAtee were poor yesterday I suppose you know might just have been a bad game but it's, it's a, been it's a bit a, hit and miss hasn't it what a mess what a mess mate it's a nightmare that I couldn't believe it yesterday I didn't know anything about it and I think if you posted it in our internal communication channel if I did I missed it but uh Twice. So like, where's, where's Tino? I'm like, oh my God, shall I just like get out of my seat and go uh, go back in Sheffield, carry on drinking? Because I just thought without them two, it's like a long after. Kamara was ill, wasn't he? Apparently, apparently. So. Honestly, it's just that kind of season. It's an absolute nightmare. We can't feel sorry for ourselves though, but. It's no, like, no. Kamara obviously been linked with a move, hasn't he, to Leicester and Forest and other, other things for. What seems to be a very fanciful ten million, with given our given the contract situation that is in with it, um, running out in just over eighteen months. Uh, but obviously he was ill, uh, being a big player this year. But let's let's talk about the game as well, because uh, we can talk about we can sit here playing war with the war with me card all night, can't we? But let's talk about Sheffield United one, Huddersfield Town nil. Uh, for me, Town, I'll, I'll be blunt. I thought we were completely insipid in that first half. We offered nothing whatsoever. Started really weakly. Um, Sheffield United got one up and didn't have to do much more in truth um, second half I thought we grew into it a lot more I thought we played quite well until the final third I thought Hoggy being on the field uh, definitely added some direction and some thrust you know um, you can say that Hoggy's not the most creative player in the world and he's not going to create your chances but he did push you know other people on is someone breaking into your house Cos you look really alarmed for us you hear that they're a big fan <laughs> I think a baking tray has just fallen uh, fallen over. I don't think it's, it's Tino uh, related to Tino, but it could be done for the uh, for the season. Same, Matt Lucas has just quit Great British Bake Off. You know, Baldy yeah. for a Baldy, get Cosy on there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just thought second half we we pushed on, but we we just did not offer anything in the final third, and so many mistakes in terms of how we use the ball. Um, you know, the, I was looking. At, I saw a lot of people pray. I don't like to dig players out, but we've got inexperienced players. You got Diari, you got Ridoni, and they're very exciting for the future. But for the here and now, they they'll often make uh, decisions which a more experienced player won't make. You know, and probably won't put the ball in as early as maybe you would want them to, or maybe they'll hang on to it an extra touch. And it's just it's just games and game experience, isn't it, that they don't quite have yet, and it's not really their fault as such but there were there were a number of moments where we got into areas where we could have done something and and it was not just them to be fair um the ball just didn't come in at the right angle or the right time and things just we we just didn't threaten i think is what i'm going to i think there's the bit where you thought it was maybe a bit closer than maybe it was cosy where diara puts a good ball in to be fair nah, uh, helix and helix helix got hmm. massive massively long legs hasn't he like yeah. a human spider but you know he's not getting from Unless it's Inspector looked, Gadget, uh, he's not getting that. Yeah, from above it looked nearer than it was, but I watched it today and I, is, I'm clutching really at that being inches and that. Well, that's that's the probably the best chance we had all game, and that's it. Did Fodrin make a save? Not really. Um, I think we had one shot on target. 
like I said in the in the uh, in the warm up, um, you know, we we've been to Marbella, and I think before I we went to Marbella, Fotheringham used that as a huge selling point. I know using Sheffield United as a benchmark for the work they've done over the last four weeks is going to be completely wrong. Sheffield United are probably going to go up in the top two this year, so you can't really sit here and say they've gone four weeks working on different structures, attacking structures. And we've got the second, well, you can say it, we've got the second lowest XG of the season, but you also have to really caveat that by pointing out we were playing one of the best defences in the league this year. Sheffield United, one of the best teams, you know, they, they, if they keep going the way they are, they're going to finish in the top two and they would deserve it. So it's not, the whole four weeks won't be judged on one game and it shouldn't be judged on one game, but it's a starting point And, it, to be honest, it felt like more of the same from where we left off, which was defensively tight. I thought the back three were great. I thought Will Boyle continues to um, be decent, be a, be a surprisingly decent option. I thought he played quite well for what he did. I thought Helic was okay. A couple of times he gets pulled out, but Tom Lees has got the experience to cover around for him. I thought Lees was good. Um, and uh, Nichols behind, fine. Everything's quite solid. It's just going the other way, Ruffles and Kane Kessel-Hayden didn't really offer much of an overlap going forward. I think whether that's because they were frightened of committing too much, but even in the second half when we were losing, they didn't really offer a massive no, outlet. Sauber, I thought Sauber worked really hard. I thought he, he, he had a lot of endeavour, but things didn't come off. The delivery wasn't quite on point. And I think when you hit the ball as hard as he does from a set piece, it's very difficult to get it right every time, but it was just slightly off. And... We lo- we deservedly lost, and I'm a little bit flummoxed by Mark Fotheringham's post-match comments. Really, in that he thought we had them hemmed in uh, and being the sort of uh, aggressors, and I don't really see that. I just saw a very comfortable-looking Sheffield United side, just thinking, you know, we've got one nil. They're not going to hurt us. This will do, and and that's it. Off we go. Thank you very much. Um, and that was it for me. Um, we offered very little, um, but. I will caveat that by saying they are one of the best two teams in the league and would you expect us to offer masses amount? I would have expected a little more, but I left I left watching that game feeling a bit flat. And Cosa, you were in the away and you know, talk us through it from the angle behind the goal, how you saw it. But I, I just felt really flat watching it the whole way through, like we were never going to score if we if we were still playing now. Mark, you probably covered most of it, to be honest, mate. I think uh, obviously you're not naive enough when you go in there to a team, you know, until uh, Burnley won today, they were giant top. But yeah, and you're looking on their bench and you see Nolan McBurney warming up and uh, Chris Basham and, you know, they've got a lot more quality. We know that. But I think what's frustrating me a little bit is just like, you want to see... You want to bloody some noses, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you do, Matt. And and don't get... I think, yeah, we did play better when Ogg came on, but we're not going to stay up because of Jonathan Ogg because it's like, it's all in the final third for me. I think that's the frustrating thing about it, Matt. And, and it reminded me a lot of our games last year when we were taking the lead and, you know, we weren't doing all right much in front of the, uh, in front, but we knew we were going to win because you knew kind of we were so good defensively in the opposition, you know, kind of were offering nothing and you could, I mean, most of the United fans out looking around, they were pretty bored, to be honest with you, mate, because they just knew that we were, we were offering absolute results uh, going forward. And, and that's what I was saying on Radio Leeds after when I spoke to Matt and uh, Johnny, because it's like, to me, I don't think you can argue that the father has made us more solid, you know, we're, we're harder to break down, we're harder to beat. But unfortunately, we need to get to 48 to 50 points and we need goals, we need flair. We've absolutely nothing. No we scored one goal in our last, we've scored yeah. once in our last five games. That's four blanks 
in the last five. You know what's so desperate, Matt, about it? And I were, it would have been goal. I mean, Billy Sharp, God, if you'd have backed Billy Sharp to score finish, yeah, against finish. town in the last Fair few, enough. you know, in the last 10 years, you'd be living in a mansion in home, fair from that as well, because <laughs> he would have absolutely mm-hmm. nailed on in score and he took his goal beautifully, a great finish, great goal from them. Die were brilliant, mate. Tom Lee's probably still looking for him on the pitch. He's a, he's a class player. He's a class player. Yeah. It's kind of a weird uh, kind of education he's had there, I think, because I think he was sent on loan to IG United. And then yeah, yeah, it's a bit Yeah, never really kind of broke in, but obviously from the World Cup, he's come there with a lot of confidence. But I'm looking at us with town, I'm thinking, who, who can do that for us? And you know what's really sad, Matt? I, and, and it's kind of bad. Honestly, I'd stick Diara in there. Diara is in some I was good. When you said that, then I thought Diara's the only wild card yeah, kind of player. He's the only he? one who you think could. You know, and again today when he came on yesterday, we were trying to take two or three on and, and stuff. And yeah, it's, it's what he does. It's what he does, though, isn't it? You've got to just let him let him do it, haven't you? Yeah, I just but he's just a he's just a nightmare, and there's no shame losing like that. But I, I agree with you with it. I'm a man for bothering and fans to be honest. I take a bit of stick for defending him, but to say that we penned him in were just bollocks, really, because like it would they were just game management, mate. It was just cool as you like, and you know, I don't think I think Eggenbottom were a bit fed up because they didn't get that second goal, but. They didn't need to really. It's it's all feelings, but the trouble is, as Paz always famously said, you can only uh, piss with the uh, piss with the yeah piss with the cock that you're given you. And, and it's like <laughs> the father's got you know nothing to change it, and and again, it's uh, so disappointing. And then Simpson, I mean, on it, what we're thirteen minutes or what have you? But again, to me, he looks <laughs> a guy. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk about him in a, yeah, in a few minutes. In yeah. A bit, but yeah, cold a bit. Bit. Sad and, and yeah, you did, like you say, Matt, you just want to see how they go. And, and I know Fulham has been big on that. I mean, the, the fans come in and they want to see the teams, you know, have a go. But it's almost yeah. like we get to a stage now, Matt, where we're writing games off. And don't get me wrong, I don't expect, you know, a far up front against Sheffield United. But I just think trouble is now what, what we're going to do at Preston on Boxing Day, we're just going to like do that again. Or, they're on form, they're on form then. And the worst thing is, Matt, I said to someone next to me yesterday, I says, if we equalise here by some fluke, you know, with 60-odd minutes gone. We, we did just settle for that. We wouldn't have gone on. In my opinion, you don't know, but we wouldn't have tried, gone on to try and win a game again and stuff. And, and it's like, it's, it's just piling the pressure on these home games. I'd look in head. I mean, like, the, the Rotherham-Luton games, I, I think we've got to take all six out of that and, and they ain't going to be easy. But it's, you kind of, I, you can't, it's really weird. You should walk away from that thinking, God, we nearly scrambled. I know we were Ellie probably were not not as near as I thought, but oof, we nearly got a late equaliser at the second in the league. We should be coming out of there thinking, come on, next week, Watford, you know, or like the fifth, but but I'm not. I'm not thinking that because I just four four attempts at goal, nothing on the target really. No, it's it's the same old story. And and you're looking around who's changing the 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 trials we've had in this week, the Cambiri will probably come on to later. It's it's honestly, it's so flat. I just don't see you having 50 points coming anytime soon. It needs kind of a Peter Jackson revolution, or like I mentioned there, Beckford before, just something just boom, you know, to get us going. But he looked quite physically fit last time I saw him, Jermaine Beckford. He could probably still come yeah, in and score goals. Is uh, a... <laughs> I'm not saying <laughs> people, finish people are saying, oh, well, you resigned to the, the radio leads kind of guy when you ring up. People saying, what do you think? This is you're doomed, are you? And I don't feel that, but I feel it's getting to. I, I, I can't see three words to Christmas, you. New Year's Day, that look, we've just, if we don't be getting the, the wins out of that. Have, have you seen, have you seen three? Ball, we're, on, we're almost halfway through it. Have you seen three worse teams than us? No, I am, Matt. And that's just that's, it. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was chatting today with Leeds fan. Obviously, we were, we were picking out 
<laughs> we were quiet today, so we were like, who do you think you can catch? And I'm looking, I'm saying... I, I keep saying Blackpool there, Wigan, but I keep saying Blackpool and Wigan, but they've yeah. got they keep picking points up. So but and you, we don't. But, <laughs> so. We really should think it like that, man. You should think, can we get to 48 to 50 points? And it looks miles off at the moment, mate. That we could we could. It's, it's just gonna take a, a bit a real shift change of something, but it needs a big change somewhere. But pause, we've we've covered loads of stuff there and really sort of Skittle it skittishly, uh, if you like. There's there's all sorts of little things to pick up on. You know, the Marbella work, you know, obviously won't be shown in one week. And it'd be it'd be silly of me to to suggest that we would, you know, come back from a break in Marbella having been pretty tepid for three months mm-hmm. to all of a sudden be superstars in one game against arguably one of the best two teams in the league away from home. Um, mm-hmm. wasn't gonna happen. The back three I thought were good. Um Will Boyle continues to be a, a pleasant surprise. Um but creating chances is obviously our uh, Achilles heel, isn't it? Yeah, so it's interesting to listen to you guys because I didn't see much at game. But no, it's one of those. It's um, I say it's interesting because we've obviously town having a little bit of a break. You, you kind of put them out of your mind for a little bit, especially with World Cup being on and you know watching watching that sort of quality of football. You, you know they've been away, and I get what you're saying, Matt. That there's not you're not going to turn up and suddenly start playing like. You know, a totally different side, but you wanted to see something, though, didn't you? I'd expect, yeah, at least a bit more um, aggression and a little bit more. If that's the, you know, the line that that Fovering have said, sort of, you know, we've, we've worked on as attacking play, and then I think they had one one attempt on target that didn't really trouble their keeper. You, you're kind of thinking, you know, well, what what have they been doing? Um, obviously, every other team's had time off as well, so they'll have worked on their weaknesses. So you know, you've got to put everything into into uh you know comparison with everybody else. And like I say Sheffield United are top two, they are a they are a decent side. So, you know, that being a first game back probably haven't done as well the good. But it just seemed very much for me from what I did see and from, you know, extended highlights that I've watched that similar sort of system and similar sort of way the game panned out to many others that we've had this season. Sheffield United went one nil up. We had majority at ball, didn't really create all and they probably knew that that was the case. I think we've had a few games like that this season where we've, you know, on paper, you know, you look at a result and it's one nil against second over in the league. And that's because he says he's normally thinking, oh, do you know what? We've probably not done all right there. But when you take, when you watch the, the match and you see the actual what's happened, we, we were nowhere near, are we? Let's be honest. Um, you made a big thing about the fitness. We look fitter and we look, you know, fitter than them, which Right. Need to be when you've got twenty five percent possession, don't you? Too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think good teams. I think pause. I think good teams. I thought that were a load of bollocks myself. I think again, he's just trying to pick positives. But I just think you know, good teams don't waste energy, mate. The last yeah. season we were a good team. They don't. People aren't running about wasting energy. They're a very experienced team. I think they're the most experienced team in the league. They've got so many players like thirty plus, and they're not wasting energy, mate. They're just yeah. clever, and so I'm not having that from bothering them, mate. It might long I think he's just picked up on on the the only probably positive thing that he saw that we were fitter than them, <laughs> which you know it's not a fitness test, is it? It's a, it's a football match, and it just goes back to I think you said earlier, Matt Fuller blanks out at last five. That's not going to get you. You're not staying up with that. But you're not well. No, you're not. Are you? Let's be honest. You can talk about the defense being solid and defense being better. But what are you going to get at best? A nil nil in that situation, and that as you know. As we know, that's probably not going to be good enough to, to see us out of, you know, going down. Whether or not in January, 
we have a bit of movement and we get somebody in. I think it's all eggs in one basket time, as, uh, as you mentioned, Jermaine Beckford earlier. Can we bring someone in? I, I remember that Unlove came um, that season. He kind of ignited something. So if you get something like that, maybe. Unwanted at um, Birmingham, wasn't he? It's yeah. you just got to know where to find them, haven't you? Um, There's not many about though, because everybody else is looking for him. And you know, with our finances, you know, are we able to, you know, put that money on the table that somebody might want to to come? But, is, you know, you're hoping for a miracle, really. Um, I think because he's dead right. We were all we games. Not... They're going to be the ones that 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 sort of dictate this season. And uh, you mentioned these are the three worst teams in us from what I've seen at this moment, though. No. We were 90 minutes to the Premier League. It's disgusting, man. It's absolutely... Mm. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing. In Christmas next year's season, and when it... <laughs> yeah, so on the on the flip side, we had a, a debut. Finally, Tyree Simpson made his debut. Uh, I've been fairly or unfairly referring to him as Baby Ishmael for the last sort of four <laughs> months because from all his video work, he just looked like the absolute player like, like Ishmael Miller, big left foot, heavy touch, you know, but he's, to be fair to him, he is absolutely full of himself, isn't he? And he's he's incredibly arrogant, um, confident in his own ability. And do you know what? I'm all for that if he, if he backs it up a little bit. Um, he came on. I thought he worked reasonably hard. He's, <laughs> he's one of those where he's six foot three, but jumps five foot three, doesn't he? When the ball's in the air. But I thought when it was when it was on the deck, he looked strong. Um, his touch is a little bit loose, but he'll he'll work on it. He'll get better. And you know, he's he's only. You know, it's his first proper game for almost a year. He barely played, did he, at the end of last season for Ipswich? Um, did okay. Something to work with. Danny Ward was so anonymous in that game. So and an, you know, he has been yeah, for. Well, Matt, he had no season. service. Look what Billy Sharp. Well, no, but the the ball into him. There's no movement. Danny Ward. There's no even score, even mate. even in open play, mate. There's no movement from him. There's nothing coming. You know, you last year, last year you could say the same. There was not, you know, the supply line to. We did the feed the ward video this time last year, but. He was playing well it, this time last year. He was moving. He was linking play really well. And he just doesn't look right, does he? I know he's had his ankle injuries and he did his hamstring. He just doesn't seem to be moving as well as what he did last season. And he's just not quite as sharp, is he? And he just, he just, you know, they, there's just nothing really coming off for Danny Ward at the minute. And it's a, it's a shame. Um, Dwayne didn't, I thought it, it worked, but it didn't quite, things didn't quite work for him. And it's a shame because I like, I like Dwayne Holmes, but, there's just nothing really happening up front at the minute. And, you, and you're looking, that's, that's to say it mildly. So you're looking at Tyree Simpson and you're thinking, can he, with his size and his strength, just knock a few people around and open some space for someone to move into? And you're pinning your hopes on unknowns at the minute, aren't we? And But I, I thought as far as 10, 15-minute debuts went, he, he went out as reasonably as well as you could expect, don't you think? I think I think he's one of them. Matt, like you say, he's not played for a while. He'll be an unknown for here yeah, for town fans and for pretty much everybody else. So, yeah, I love his confidence. You know, you see yeah. his social media posts and stuff. He, he, yeah, he I mean, does, I he does fancy himself, does that. I think sometimes he's just better off not saying the right a lot, <laughs> especially when you're in our situation. You know, fair enough. Like you say, he backs himself, which I'm all for. Confidence is a big thing, especially in a striker. striker yeah. um, but, you know, sometimes just, you know, just make sure you've done something before you start tweeting stuff like that, you know. Um, but anyway. <laughs> I think I think for me it's do we just go back to absolute basics and uh, you've just got to try and win ugly now for me I think and, and if he's six foot three and a big lad get him up front get some balls into the box get some support players around him and and, and try and just win some scraps win some second balls and 
somehow just bundled the ball over the line because if we're trying to create proper goals, I say proper goals, you know what you know what I mean by that sort of well worked goals or through fast fast flowing football or like you know the balls in behind and all that sort of stuff that, that look nice. I, I think we're kind of pissing into wind with stuff like that to be honest because I don't think we've got that. Well that pissing in your thing. analogies to be fair, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why we're <laughs> uh, urination like, going on. We're trying to do something that we're not capable of and you know Big advocate, Mia, when your backs are against the wall, to uh, just go back to basics and you know just just get what you can, and I think that's what we're probably going to have to do. It might not be pretty, but it might be better than what's happening at the minute. So yeah, it seems to get him, get him, get him fit, get him ready, get him on for me. You know, Rods and Ward haven't exactly done the right a lot, so you know you haven't got much to lose by playing Simpson more regular. Um, get him in there, just throw his weight around, and I see what happens really. Simpson, eh, cos? It sums up where we're at, Matt, because if Simpson had been fit, obviously, big if straight away, he'd have been on loan somewhere for the end of the season. He won't part of these plans. He, he were going to be loaned out to somewhere straight, mm. away, straight away. So that this is how desperate we are. We're having to get a guy in, clearly not fit on, on yesterday's evidence. And, you know, but this is the thing. It, you, you could argue that, you know, Ward is just like offering absolutely nothing. And, you know, the crowd would be quite happy just to see, you know, a few arms, elbows, people getting stuck in, chasing down, you know, a defender, you know, getting stuck in. I, I think it's, I think it might need him to come in, but it's, honestly, it's, it's embarrassing to be kind of cling, clinging your hopes to a guy who we've been told is just potential. Ipswich fans were saying, yeah, good riddance to him. And all of a sudden we need him to deliver pretty much straight away and yeah. be the next... Uh, I, I understand. You, you read his social media post, and he is full of himself. And yeah, I'm not. That, bothered that, that does. I, it hasn't bothered me, but it does. He can tell. It does rub people up the wrong way sometimes, or some people, doesn't it? So I can see probably why the Ipswich fans have seen him. It's just a service match. Mentioning him, just non-existent and uh, no. midfield. There's nothing happening. You know, like threading balls to Redoni. It's frustrating the hell out of me. I'm, I'm frustrated. He, he is me, but I understand he's young and he's stepped up a division, and you can't expect too much. And it costs us a million quid, and. It works hard and what have you, but it's just the it's that final. It just it's the, it's a young player. And he needs to work on it. And it, and to be honest, it's not his fault. It's again, it comes down to the. To be honest, if Tino was fit and firing, Rodoni would probably be on the bench, and Tino would be your number ten, wouldn't he? But it's just just the way the season's panned out, hasn't it? He's having to probably play more than what he was maybe planned yeah, to do. I and I mean, he got ten goals last year. I don't like him one for us, and it's just like uh, that's it, where we're at. It's uh, you're just looking around, thinking who's gonna. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe he gets one and he kicks on. It's one of those. Sometimes it becomes a bit of a monkey on the back, doesn't it? Not scoring or not creating a you know a goal, and all of a sudden one goes think, in. And if you think of last year, Matt, we weren't much different. To be fair, well, we were just building from we just scored at good times, didn't we? And now yeah, we just concede at bad times. Yeah. Well, one one striker that is coming in, as confirmed by Land of My Fathers, is uh, Florian Camberry. Um, Florian Camberry's played 16 times this year in, in uh, Switzerland for for a team that sounded like it's from Game of Thrones, Winterthur. It sounded like Winterfell, which you two guys probably don't know anything about. Two goals in 16 in the Swiss League. Um, I'm not sure what the quality of the Swiss League are, if it's any good, to be honest. Um, Wagner went there with, with the young boys in it last year, I think. It seems to have a couple of decent teams, a couple of not very good teams, and a bit of a mix in between. Uh, season before, he went on loan to Sheffield Wednesday, where I think he had a decent month, um, according to 
uh, Dom Housen, who the chef, well, the Chef Wednesday writer who did a little bit for the Examiner, seemed to have a decent month October, and then really poor second half of the season. He's ended up with five goals in twenty-seven games for a Sheffield Wednesday team who do create things in the division below. The year before, he got one goal in twenty-three, uh, and two thousand nine and twenty got nine goals in thirty-six. So. Goals are the problem. It's he's not going to be prolific, is he? And most of the goals he scored are at a lower level, or what you would regard as a lower level than the championship. A lot of goals for Hibs seem to have come in like the League Cup against like Greenwich Moore, what have you? But um, apparently, he seems to be quite a hard-working striker. Hold the ball up. Uh, Mark Fotheringham thinks he can put an arm around him. Tell him probably tell him a little bit about scaffolding and towels being folded and what have you. Like you know, but I'd imagine Mark Fotheringham is quite a decent motivator in in some terms if if he if you get if he gets you and you get him i, th- I could imagine him being quite a, a decent motivator so 100% giving you know give him a chance um you know it c- comes in with a clean slate which is obviously needed because you look at his slate before and the last couple of years hasn't really done great um but you know it comes to us he has a manager who thinks he knows him and thinks he can get something out of him so hopefully florian Canberra comes in and does all right but um, we'll have to wait and see, won't we, for how it is. But he seems to be coming in on January the 1st. Uh, pause, I can see you're full of... Uh, Cosy, sorry. You can see you're full of uh, anticipation about Florian Canberra. Come on, pause. <laughs> well, just listen to them starts. It doesn't exactly feel you with uh, full up and confidence. But... It, might, it might be... De- it's you like when, when the Great Escape no, season, to be honest, pause. And they, have a, you know, they have a purple patch and you know, all, all can be rosy, but I think it, it just brings back to where we are at the moment, doesn't it? If these are the sort of players that we're pinning the survival ropes on, the man who's gone very, very infrequently in a, coming into a team that creates very, very little, you know, don't take a genius to put those two together and, you know, have a prediction that he's not going to score a right a lot. Um, however... Especially with the... Well, you've got, got to look at the... The create that we are not creating anything anyway, are we? So no, it's um, not like we're creating loads of chances, and the striker's just not very good and can't score. But he might, he might add a different. I, I might be clutching at straws here, but he might add a different dimension. You look at the great escape season ninety seven ninety eight when we brought in Wayne Allison. Wayne Allison wasn't a, a big goal getter, was he? But he he worked hard and he, he caused all sorts of issues up front and allowed others to do their thing, didn't he? So mm-hmm. you kind of hope maybe he might be someone who just creates the space for others to move into and, and do the business but we seem to have quite a number of those sort of players whereas we don't really have the the sort of spit shine do we um, but yeah um, go on Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honouring highly requested new colours for their award winning seating they always have their customers in mind their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cosy, what, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. Same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Like I say, you've, got to, you've got to give him a chance. You've got to 
give him a clean slate because, as you say, if you look at his his old slate, it's not the best. And people will obviously look at that and, and have preconceived ideas about how good he's going to be. And automatically, it'll be put down as bad recruitment before he even kicked the ball. I can guarantee that because that's kind of what we're doing now. Uh, and there's no wrong with that because you can only go on what you can see. And that is stats sure that he's not a great goal scorer and we need a goal, and we need a goal scorer. So, you know, he's, he's under pressure already. Fovering is under pressure because it's, it's very much his signing from what I can gather in regards to um, works with him before, I believe. And as he said, thinks he can come and get best out of him. So Fovering is under pressure. Bromby's already under pressure, you know, from certain sections of, of crowd. Um, so if this one don't come off, again, it's another bad signing to, to throw at him. Yeah, it is very much uh, shit or bust, isn't it, at this stage of the season for, for pretty much everybody. Um, but, you know, you've, you've got to, you've got to have that, little awesome. that little bit of positivity that it might come in and do something. On sofa score, pause, it says, strengths, no outstanding strengths, <laughs> weaknesses, ground jewels, ball control, aerial jewels. <laughs> well, got, I mean, he got, yeah. th- he got 30 goals for Hibs in a couple of seasons, which... Isn't terrible. I know the I know people turn their nose up at the SPL, but some of it's not actually bad. You know, the top end of the SPL is not not a bad level, and he seems to do, seem to do okay. Yeah, Rangers signed him on loan, didn't they? And he, he did, I think the only thing you say, I mean, okay. probably mentioned him later on, Kenny Miller, uh, obviously a striker of uh, no mean repute, and uh, talk about him now, mate. Bring him in because I forgot to add him to the uh, yeah agenda. So go for it. Obviously, connection, uh, you know, with following as well, but yeah, it seems to be yeah. A good guy, uh, you know, to have on board and that as well. I think <clears throat> let's hope he can do. I, I think the only thing with strikers, for me, unless you're exceptional, like someone like Mbappe who can create stuff yourself, you've got to need service though, simple as that as well. But I think he could be vital, mate, to have around. And, and the good thing is with Kenny Miller, he's been around as, already as a as a coach as, as well. So we know, and he knows the division. So I thought it would have, when I heard about him coming in, I was quite chuffed, really. And I've no allegiance to the Rangers, I'll sell it, to be honest with you, and, and that as well. But his interview were quite uh, you know, good, I thought, uh, from the Marbella training camp as well. But again, it's uh, I think I've always, I always rated him as a player. I don't know what you guys thought, and that's so why I know it's different being a coach. But I just think, yeah, it was good. Yeah, we've got a lot of strikers who kind of loan confidence and a lot of young strikers as well. If you think of like Kieran Arrett, Kieran Arrett and you know, and the loanees that are out and about, Danny Grant doing all that. I think so. You know what? He could be worth his weight in gold. Down the line, but the trouble is, like you said, Matt, we need here and now, don't we? And that is the that's the big problem that we've got. It won't be so bad if we were like 14 for summer, but these Fotheringham's already money. said, hasn't it? There's no no money to spend in in January, uh, so yeah, he's said it about four times as well. So he's, he's, he's definitely laid that out there, hasn't he's he? Definitely to... laying down the, four, the point yeah. that there's not if anyone comes in, it's not going to be for money. Uh, well, speaking of going out, um. Cosa, you went to, I think it was a B-team game against Sheffield Wednesday, didn't you? And, and one man who's been told his future lies elsewhere is John Russell, um, which is a bit of a shame, really. I think John Russell, he came in in a, a blaze of glory, didn't he? Sort of January last year, uh, did okay. Uh, did did quite well, didn't he, initially? Um, I did think Philip Billing destroyed him when Bournemouth came here in, in March and you know, he stood behind, he went five yards behind Russell when Bournemouth had the ball and Russell really struggled to get to grips with him. And then when we had the ball, he just stood on his toes and he couldn't get away. He doesn't have anything. 
he's got the odd trick, hasn't he? But he's only got the one sort of role and he, he just couldn't do anything. And I think anybody who watched that, anybody's analysts who watched that game uh, and deployed those tactics made him struggle. You know, the I, I would I would probably say he was the worst player on the pitch in both playoff games against Luton. He really struggled, really, really struggled. And Luton just got into him. Um, and I, he's never really recovered, I don't think, from that. I think everybody sort of knows the the way to get around him is just to press him to death and he'll he'll give the ball away and he, he doesn't have the mobility to get away or to chase people. Um, and his mobility in that B-team game because he went down a notch. I saw some people sort of sticking up for him and saying anybody can clip a couple of seconds out from videos uh, and make someone look good or bad or whatever. But you, you were there and you watched the whole game and the sort of his lack of effort and to be honest if he's got a move lined up and the club don't want yeah, him he's not going to bust a gut is he either but and that, that's the thing that kind of after the game because obviously I went on Twitter and said because it was it was embarrassing to see but then it was I can't remember Fotheringham or someone says we wish him all the best in, in the, so basically he's been told long before that he's gone or it's obviously West Brom is signed up with already and that as well so why should it be asking a cold, frosty day and stuff? I don't know. Well, he's paid. There's weird. some professional pride you have to question, yeah. don't I you? I think the thing I'm about to explain though, why are they actually there? If he's going, he's going why is he even there? Plus, look at it from his part of view. I know I might get some brickbats here. But that he was the only senior player I would say in that B team on uh, on Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever the game was, and that as well. And like every no one else, because obviously. Doesn't sound like he was in my. I don't think he went to my bear mat, did he? Um, no, he got left behind. Yeah, yeah, left behind. So, and he's already signed for someone else. So, why would you give a shit about a club that's absolutely shafted you? Let's not forget that at Wembley, I mate. Wouldn't say, I wouldn't say he's been shafted. He's, he has been absolutely what a Wembley, all mate. season. He won there at Wembley, and I know you, you probably yeah, came on a sub, didn't he? But he didn't deserve. Yeah, I don't think he deserved to start with how we played yeah, against Luton. Said to me, I mean, again, who knows? But. If, if Russell had started and we played miles better when he came on at Wembley, mate. And I just think... Uh, yeah, but Forrest, think Forrest were camped, though. Forrest were camped on the edge of their box and they didn't need to attack and he just sat and just passed the ball around. It was like the time when we played Barnsley and everyone got excited by Lee Fowler coming on against Barnsley when we were 3-0 down and dictating the ball. But it's easy to sit in front of a defence when, when they're putting 11 men behind yeah. the ball and pass the, the ball sideways. That, the facts are that he would drop for Wembley and when he came on at Wembley, we looked a better team. That's the fact. And then, then the bizarre thing for me was... Just, you know, Father and were kind of his interview were odd. He was saying, Oh, I'll give him a chance at Reading. So, oh, is that it, Matt? Then just like one game, and then all right, you know, crap, but probably everyone else because we got battered with garbage that afternoon. So, that's it. It's it's a strange ending for me, mate. And he doesn't well, sit right with me. And, and well, uh, Father always goes on about training and how people do in training. So, you have to quite, you have to, well, what we don't see is, is what's yeah. how what John Russell's application has been like in training. Has it well, been good? Has it been up? Yeah. And you, you can only put two and two together and presume that John Russell's just not done it in training. Therefore, he's not been given the opportunities to prove himself on a match day. And that's the only sort of, you know, it could be two plus two equals five, that, and there could be all sorts of other yeah, things involved. But... Stuff about his agent pushing, you know, for more, better money or whatever and stuff like that as well. But I just find it sad. The word sad for me, Matt, because I thought we had a gem. Pause, you've got that song going that Matt loves with Dwayne Holmes and terrible. Russell. I thought we had a player there, mate. And, I, I think he could bite us on the ass uh, when we're playing the Hawthorns. I, I think he'll do well at West Brom. I, I'm sad to see how it's ended, but a lot of people are glad because he was slow. And, and don't get me wrong, he, he didn't pull up any trees in some of the games, you know, Danny Scofield were playing him in. But but I just think he's one of those who come again. He might have a better opinion than... So I just I just find it sad that we've got a guy that... Lo- I just All I can think about is that Luton at home. I know you mentioned... Yeah, it was a brilliant, brilliant goal, that, wasn't it? It, was it, 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 it is sad to see someone go from there. here to, up here to down there very yeah, quickly, isn't it? Yeah. It's, uh, 
especially when he's a like he's a likable guy with that big beaming smile, isn't he? And you know, people people take to him because he's he, he seemed he seemed quite a nice a decent bloke, didn't What's he? What's his uh, yeah. contract situation, Matt? Uh, don't question me on stuff like this where I've got no answers. I think uh, it possibly finishes. Let we'll me quickly Google him on Transform Act. I have a feeling that it expires potentially end of this year, but we might have a, so an option much. possibly. But I would imagine that he goes yeah. for um, very little because be we well we want to we want to shift him on and yeah. you know other clubs aren't stupid either. He's yeah as well, I thought his contract expires this summer, but we've got a one year option. So it's classic town though when it get a relegation rival. Yeah, let's just send him a player and it's like uh, West Brom won't be a relegation rival in about the next three or four weeks. Yeah, they're they're, yeah. they're on the way then. Don't worry about West Brom. I'm just sad, sad about it, me. It doesn't surprise me that he's gone to West Brom because he, he does seem very much like a Carlos player. Obviously, when Carlos were with us, you, you probably saw a different Johnny Russell to what you would under Fotheringham. I don't think he's the sort of player that would take... System player, isn't he? He's, he's not one of those that I can imagine screaming in his face, telling him to run. And, you know, as Fotheringham kind of gives off the impression that that's his kind of management style, I don't think Russell would take that kindly. I think you mentioned it was interesting you mentioned Billing, Matt, and how much better Billing did uh, when he played against Russell. I, I think he's a similar player to Billing. <clears throat> when Billing went down, he used to get a lot of you know people's kind of slating him and stuff. And, and Scowling like, at you. Yeah. Scowling slightly. I feel it's one of those that <clears throat> in a better side, Russell's a better player, if that makes sense. Not that he's not that he's a really good player himself, but I think he fits a better team better than he fits someone like Town at the moment, if that makes sense. I think if he's got a couple in there that do the running for him and you know get yeah, him I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And, and create the space for him and let him just play, I think he's a totally different player. If you're asking Russell to run around and do that side of it, then you're never going to get that. Some players just don't have that in their makeup, you know. And there's, there's been various players like that at Town but last, you know, mm-hmm. well, 20 odd years since I've been watching and um, you know they're, they're really decent players technically but everyone hates them because they don't run around tackling people whereas somebody who runs around tackling and has no skill whatsoever or ability everybody loves and I think Russell fits into that first category where he's never going to be a fan's favourite because in those moments where you do need to be a battler he, he doesn't really have that in his in his makeup. so I think if he does go to West Brom as Cosie says it could come to I say bite us in his ass, but if he don't want to be here, we don't want him here. The best thing for everybody is just to move him on as quickly as possible. And, uh, you know, come on and Diara's uh, rise and obviously Father's kind of gone with him. And like you said, man, yeah. they're training better than, than he is. I don't know. We've got to take his word for it. But some of the stuff yeah. Father comes out here, I don't. I'm a fan, but some of the stuff's a bit odd and I'm not sure. I Sometimes I don't think it's a, a case of being a better footballer because I think that Fotheringham will be one of those that works a lot on desire and passion and show me it's that a, you want to play. It's, it's very German, isn't it? The, the German style's all about running, isn't it, Poz? You know, at training, if, if he's not asked, he's not going to play. Whether he's a better player or not, he's probably not a consideration for Fotheringham. I think he's probably, look at him running around, he wants it, he doesn't. So he gets in team and he doesn't. I think that's probably where it's all stemmed from. I, th- I guess say Fotheringham style is very much German. There's a lot of running involved, isn't there? There's a lot of line running. Yeah, it's just not, and- not John Russell's style, whereas Carlos is more system-based. It's very compact, isn't it? And when yeah. it's compact, there's not that much space behind, is there? And, you know, Russell knows exactly where someone's going to be for that quick first-time ball. And 
he yeah. might do okay at West Brom, but if he went to someone else whose coach probably doesn't know him that well, he'd, I, I would probably suggest he would flop. It's yeah. like I say, it probably suits certain managers, and he just doesn't suit Mike Fotheringham, and it's just just the way it is. But no, I, don't, I don't wish him any ill. I don't wish no. him any luck. I'm not yeah. particularly bothered that he's gone, but he has gone, and you know, see you later. <laughs> yeah, you've got to wonder. Yeah. You've got to wonder as well, just moving on a little bit, Jordan Rhodes. I, I looked at him warming up just to getting abused by the United Ites and uh, coming on for five, ten minutes or whatever. I thought they were cheering for how well it, for what he did at Sheffield Wednesday. He wasn't exactly yeah, a superstar yeah. there, was he? I thought they'd yeah. like him. Simpson, <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, you know, is probably going to be pushed a bit. I, I'll be... I'll be surprised if he's still a town player by the end of Jan, mate. I, I will. I think in one of the interviews for him, did he sort of said, he said something along the lines of Jordan Rhodes will be a decent striker for, for someone in the for somebody didn't he and it was like oh is he is he going as well then so it it sounds like maybe Rhodes can can go as well so if you if you're reading between the lines there you know and there seems to be a couple of them a couple of rumors floating around that quite a few of them can go uh other rumors floating around at the minute uh about uh the uh, the club itself and the dean's option to purchase the shares lapsed um you know like i said we'll stress it's a it's just hearsay at the minute, no uh, confirmation or official confirmation. Uh, it doesn't sound particularly great for the immediate direction of the club, I'll be honest. Um, I'll, I'll try and do some digging and see if there's anything that we can report on, but um, just take it as speculation at the minute. For you. I've got a question for you two guys. At this stage, as we sit now, how, how big an achievement do you think it will be if we stay in the division now as we stand on December the 10th or 11th and stuff? What's going on off the field? The turbulence, like we've lost a manager, we've got a, a young coach and a lot of young players. How, how big an achievement? Do you, do you think it'll surpass a Jack or Great Escape? The, the kind of a, uh, a Jack or Great, I think it's already gone. I think the difficulty has gone past the Jack or Great Escape already by some levels. It, it reminds Cowley me of Great Escape. No, I think with the, with, with the players that the Cowleys had, they should have stayed up. Um, 92 93, you look at the 92 93 season when we, we fell out of the playoffs against Peterborough. The club was in an absolute slump, wasn't it? And then we brought Mick Buxton back, didn't we? In the sort of second part of the season, and we went on an absolutely unbelievable run. Yeah, I think we didn't stay on, but yeah, yeah, and we got Warnock in the end, didn't we? So all's well that ends well there. But it's you're, you're it's, saying that it's worse than all these other scenarios we've had over the last. It's worse. The only the only comparable one, I think, if I'm just going to Google the ninety two ninety three Huddersfield season, and I think we were still in the bottom two, well into the season. Um, so if I have a quick goose at this here, we were still, so 24, 23, 22, we were still, we'd never seen, so okay, so we were in 23rd from the opening day of the season when we played Bolton. I remember going to that Bolton game when Kevin Lampkin made his debut. What a player. So we were in the bottom two all the way from the first game of the season until the 20th of March when we beat Blackpool 5-2. And then dropped back into 22nd, 23rd, 22nd. And we only really got out of the relegation zone on the 2nd of April, 1993, for the first time proper. Um, and we, looking at this here, we went on an amazing run. So the last 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So the last 16 games, we've won 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So we won 12 of the last 16 games and stayed up. And we finished 15th in the end. Absolutely <laughs> wow. phenomenal run. So it, it's going to take something like Mick Buxton coming back um, and assisting Mark Fotheringham. Maybe Kenny Miller could be that man. But it's going to take something like that, that run 
there. One, two, three, four. You know, we started that with four wins in a row, then a defeat and a draw, then another three wins in a row, a loss, two wins in a row, a loss, and three wins in a row. There's a, there's some really good groups there, grouping of results. Um, Ian Dunn starring in that escape season as well. What a player, what a guy. Uh, so yeah, the 92 93 season is the only sort of comparable one for me. I think the great escape season, Jacko got us motoring, didn't he, from like October, yeah, really November, November onwards. Yeah, we were on our way. I think it's a bit over-egged sometimes, is that great escape. I think 92-93 is the greater escape, yeah. for sure. Uh, and this would be an even greater escape, con- so, considering yeah. what's going on. Because, like I say, I can't see three worse teams than us. I, I do look at Blackpool and Wigan, and I don't rate them at all. I think they're quite poor. But they're picking up. But they both, both beat us at our place. <laughs> and Rotherham are the only other team as well, where you think maybe maybe them. And they they beat us. So, um, so yeah. They, they played it. I was a bit really shit for coming out and they were appalling, apparently, yes, against Bristol City. But but then I looked at Tibbo and I got, oh, there's seven points ahead of us. It's massive. Yeah. And they can come to Huddersfield and uh, sit back and, it, you know, in over Christmas and stuff. That point would probably do them. But we, it, it's all on us to win these games. It's, the Jaws ain't going to be good enough. And I can't. We, we, I can't need, we need to beat Watford next week. We absolutely okay. need to beat Watford. I don't next think week. they're pulling up any trees, but I so, saw uh, from all the They are beatable. The beatable are Watford, but they can also smash you as well. That's the thing with Watford; they they could absolutely batter you. But they they have these days where they'll they'll lose to some absolute mess. Uh, they've, they've just signed a Brazilian international as well, haven't they? What uh, Fulham? Uh, not Fulham. Watford. So shows you, you know, we're signing Canberra, aren't we? I think you tweeted something like that, didn't you? Because it shows what levels feel, operate. Honestly, yeah. when you get in trials in like thirty-four-year-old McDonald and and you know. Not I think he's bad. doing his. I think he's doing his badges as McDonald. Yeah. I don't think he's trialing so, as much. But also, what what do you make of it all? Do you? I don't feel we're doomed, but I don't think we're getting very far away from that stage, mate. Maybe just before. I just think. I just think then games on uh, rather than 29th, I think it is, and first of January, obviously, Lou. And I just think, wow, that they're just absolutely sight seasoning games, man. I think if I'm being brutally honest, mate, I, I can't see a way out of it. I think we'll, we'll potentially have a little run maybe at some point where we, we maybe get back-to-back wins or, you know, like a little five-game spell where we where we do a little bit. But I can't, I just, I've not seen enough from us, mate. And I know it's really negative and you, you've got to think, you can't really think like this, but I just think with everything that's going on, I think there's just so much. And I think it, it has a weird, I might have mentioned this before, but it has like a bit of a weird feeling um, does all this because you mentioned previous great escapes and and we've been through a lot of seasons where we've we've been battling relegation. You used to go at them games and you had a bit of fire in your belly and you, you know the crowd were up for it and it were almost like come on you know everyone together mm. let let's get out of this mess let's and you know let's let's create an atmosphere or you know whatever and, and really back with the, the players on the field to to get us out of the mess that we're in and I just don't get that. Feeling that I don't get that's the feeling down there. Yeah, at the moment. I think the it, ball, would we? Are we? No, no, I'm not. I'm not. No, is it a bit of apathy? Is it because it's such a change from last season? Or you know, there just seems to be that air of meh. We're not. You know, we've we've lost again. Great. You know, kind of thing. And you know, normally when you come out of a, when you're in a relegation season, you come out and you're like, oh, you know, you're really pissed off with it and. At moment, I mean, even me personally, you know, I'm a little bit like, well, you know, if we go down, we go down, and 
it's probably not the best attitude to have because I do think if we do go down, I know Matt, you're a big believer in this, it will really, really ruin the club for years and years to come. Wow. Unless unless there's a new owner willing to bankroll it back. Yeah, I think I was just going to say, Matt, I think that's probably the thing at the moment, that the fact that the chip situation and that I say the club, because it's not just one man, is it? But, you know, it's a collection of people on a board of directors that are, you know, responsible for the running. So you've got to say the club. There's nobody at, I can see vocally at the club that feel any different to the way that I've just described. There's no rallying calls. There's no... No leadership. Anything. There's no... Yeah, there's, not, there's nobody there to pull everybody along with them. You know, the, the idea of... Sean Jarvis, someone for Well... Dean Hoyle. There's, there's, there's so yeah. many people that are bickering and infighting and you know shares this and shares that and stadium and training grounds and it's all the business world of Huddersfield Town Football Club rather than the football side of Huddersfield Town Football Club that seems to be having a big knock-on effect to the football club and that's not what you want when you're in a relegation. You want a lead, you know a definition of a good leader is somebody who will pull everybody along with it and our leader or leaders, from what I can see and what I hear, is not any in any way, shape, or form trying to do that. It's literally nobody above Mark Fotheringham is is seemingly trying to keep us in this division. And that's a sad thing for me. And that's rubbing off on the fan base. Matt, um, if we go down, the, the season ticket sales will plummet. They'll be back to eight, 9,000, I fear. Because all the Premier League fans will... They won't come. I want to come in week one. Yeah, you'll have a few going. There, you know, that might stay. You'll have a lot. Of I think they've already gone. Then they're long gone anyway, mate. You know, I don't. I don't know, think we. I don't think we ever had any Premier League fans. I think they were just a lot of lapsed fans, really. You'd be lucky to sell twelve thousand seasons if we get to League One. And you know, long-term fans will sack it off because we've been here before. It'll just be a really, really sad, sorry state of affairs. And if we do go down to League One. You know, a part of me thinks, oh, it might be good because you can maybe reset. But on the other side of that... Can't reset. No, no, I mean, in regards to bringing these youth team players through, is it a better level? You know, you talked about Rodoni earlier. Is this championship a level above him? We'll we have to sell most of them, won't we, for any well, sort of... Yeah. I just think they're not going to affect financially, though, unless a new one comes in. It'll, it'll just knacker us for... And we, Matt, could up, we could end up even further down. Isn't it eerily? I know we didn't go down that... that We didn't get in a place in Steve Bruce season, but season after didn't we and, and it was the same one it with the Lou Macari season when he miraculously got us to the playoffs and then we went down the next season again didn't we that season when there were prime time improvement and Taylor so it's it's weird why do it's like why do we go boom and bust it just seems to be a, it's incredible I, I think it's a football I think it's a football thing and it, it comes down to your ownership that, that that was down to ownership wasn't it the Barry Rubery situation um, and Huddersfield losing losing a lot of money due to Decisions made by Barry Rubri and Ian Eyre, 1999, and Huddersfield paying for it, you know, bringing in people like Martin Smith on quite high wages and him having a lot of injuries and not playing and not being able to get people out. Kenny Irons came in on quite a big, big whack, didn't he, for three, four hundred thousand, and, you know, his hernias went, didn't he? And, you know, we, we spent a lot of money and got a lot of bad luck, and it's what happens, and... We uh, we couldn't sell players. We could, apart from Marcus Stewart, we couldn't really afford. We didn't really have anyone else to sell to rebalance, and couldn't reinvest it either. And, and when we did reinvest it, we did it badly. And and weird, no, that's, that's what I we've done again. What, what I said earlier, we've come, we've gone to the Sheffield United, who are probably going to go 
we nearly got a last-minute equaliser. We only lost 1-0. You should be coming out of there, boy, thinking, right, three out of the next four are at home. And I've just, I know people might slip from me. I just, I, I always speak from my arm. We always do, any, And I just, I just don't feel any of that. Like you said, Paul's that, come on and, and you know, it feels well, flat. Win on Saturday again, and I don't know, but I just you don't see, you know, Matt. You read off that twelve wins out of whatever it was, sixteen with a warm-up. Just, just impossible. Buxton, to see Buxton. Sorry, Buxton, but there were a lot of experienced players. It's just full of. Yeah, well, it was a it, it was a team that got in the playoffs and lost the year before. So there, are, you know, there are similarities. So it's a relegation, and let's be honest, the owner who wants out, loads of young kids. We've already changed as manager. You know, it's, we can't score, but football, you never know. Yeah, look at. Look at semi-finals at World Cup. I would have thought they'd be. It's it's an unusually. Um, there's a lot of teams. I think Huddersfield are uh, we're bottom. A couple of just re- looking at a couple of games ago, we'd uh, we'd actually had more points. We were bottom of the league, but we'd had more points being bottom of the league than what the teams at the bottom usually are on at this time. So it seems the the standard of the division this year at the bottom end is higher than what it usually is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like it's going to be more difficult because the the, the league's more. Random, but it just you know you're looking at Birmingham. Their takeovers fallen through. Could they fall through the floor? Reading again. I think there's some payment issues again. Will <laughs> they on, fall man. through? There's there's a lot still to go, and financial financials always play such a big part. And I don't know if there's any point deductions coming, but it's honestly it's got to that stage now where you're going. I hope I hope people get points deducted to get you know to catch up. It's it's mad, isn't it? It's it's sad that we're hoping for. It's never Things like that, but town fan, it's never dull with either up there or there. It's never yeah. well. Let's talk about some some good old days. Let's finish really the podcast episode by. So I've put together another video. I did a Danny Schofield video. Um, there's a series we've got on our YouTube channel, Goals for a Northern Town, where I try and clip as many goals from old players as possible. Um, if you if you got any requests, hit them. Hit me with them. Um, the the one I've picked for the latest one, so Merry Christmas, everyone, is is Paul Dalton. Um Paul Dalton came from Plymouth in nineteen ninety-five and you talk about that great escape season, ninety-seven, ninety-eight, and this is where Paul Dalton's um major major curve. He was he was a phenomenal, wasn't he, in that season where he's you know he's into double figures for goals and there's some you know, I've just made the video live right this instant. So you can go ahead after listening to this episode, you can go ahead to our YouTube channel and you will find Paul Dalton goals for Northern Town as well. I could be um, totally wrong here, but I remember a goal. I'm sure it was foggy as hell. It might have been at West Brom. And he, lost. Yeah, yeah, no, it's on there. Two two goals against West Brom are on there. The one that I always remember was Stoke. When it's got from just... Inside their half, Jacko, right Jacko, Jacko tells you it's yeah. from inside their half, but when you no, watch the video, it's from like the edge of the half. box. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the keeper had come up for a corner or something. Yeah, Carl Muggle and the goalkeeper come yeah. up here, yeah. um, and yeah. Paul Dalton, Paul Dalton scores. That that was the start of the recovery. Uh, that home mm. game against Stoke, I think Stoke equalised to make it one all within in about the seventy seventh minute or seventy eighth minute. It was Andy Griffin who who played for Newcastle for a while scored. And uh, Marcus Stewart, Marcus Stewart scored from a, a Lee Richardson free kick, and then he's just what we need, man. Hold on, Jacko was an ideal manager for him because he just you could just see just do just do your own thing. Because let's be honest, he never trapped back, and the problem <laughs> yeah. with the team it'd, it'd be it was, now, wouldn't it? Yeah, you watch him, and he's got he he wasn't fast, he wasn't particularly no, 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 skillful in terms of five or six games, mate. Yeah, but we haven't got that. That's what we he need. was. Uh, oh, it was a bit like a poor man's Chris Waddle, and you watch him, and a lot of it, a lot of it's faints, you know, like fainting and 
what he'd do really well is he would he would he would move his body movement and he would put he would put the opposition defender off balance and then he would go the other way and ghost past them just because he'd managed to faint so so well yeah. and put the put the defender off balance and he scored a lot of goals and there was a great goal at Bradford. I don't know if you remember about ninety eight at Bradford when there were like eighteen thousand there, although it's probably eleven thousand if you listen to Bradford. But you know, there's there's any he, any he, he the season they went on. Uh, season before, so yeah, season before, and uh, Paul Dalton takes on their defense and he goes in, out, in, out, in, out, and he yeah, t- and the defenders all over the place and he just yeah. clips it in the corner. And it's um, there's a couple against Bradford and that mad 3 3 draw that was on Sky the year before, uh, where Bradford yeah, went 3 0 up from three Chris Waddle corners, and Paul Dalton gets us back into that by absolutely sort of tearing their fullback inside out and then. Oh, really? Curling the ball into a towel, which was hung up in the net, yes. Eric Nixon's net. Yeah, yeah and it hits the towel. Um, but yeah, there's some good goals to look back on there. The West Brom one you mentioned as well, Cosy. There's two goals against West Brom um, in there, which which are really good. Uh, one of them is again, it's just faints and then shift. And there's a it's like a good level though, championships. So it's not as if it was yeah. Top of the a, a goal yeah. at Sunderland as well. I remember going away at Sunderland and he scored. He, he, did a really good run against Sunderland and scored a decent goal as well. I remember going to that game at Sunderland and not nipped down to the toilet. And just as I was going down the steps, he did it and scored. I absolutely no, gutted. I scored and all that day, but like, uh, yeah, you know what? This is meant to be like a positive ending, isn't it? But it's just making my heart sink because I'm just thinking it's just everything what we need now. I wish someone just with that magic, that touch, that that's that's what it's called. Game. Paul Dalton, the it. magic man. That's um, what we wanted to team up. I'm probably not. Um, Stein training at the moment, so we're probably ringing me on the free transfer. If, uh, 55 now, 55 is Paul Dalton. Yeah, it'll be all right. Number nine, Kenny Miller. Number 11, Paul Dalton. Jermaine Beckford up front with Kenny Miller. Such as Jermaine Beckford. Amazing. Right, I think unless there's any other business, I think oh. we'll call it there for uh, for this no, one. Man, I'll definitely um, watch it because I did like Paul Dalton. And I will also like and subscribe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Like our videos, like our stuff. It makes a difference. Um share the share the podcast if you can. Um listening listening figures are going through the shitter at the minute. So if you can <laughs> so so yeah, so if you guys out there can can help us out by recommending the podcast and like yourself up, listen to this for now and now. I'm sure it's I'm it's sure brilliant. if uh full of sunshine and happiness yeah. this episode isn't it so maybe not, don't recommend this one but um, yeah we'll be back again next Everywhere week Phil, we go. Phil Senior's going to be back so Cos Marler will sing you a Christmas song Cosy to sing us out Everywhere we go There's a team that is dear to its followers The colours are bright, blue and white They're a team of renown They're the pride of the town And the game of football is their delight 
And all the while upon the field of play Thousands loudly cheer them on the way Often you can hear them say Who can beat the town today And then the bells will ring so merrily Every ghost shall be a memory So town play up And bring that cup Back to Huddersfield So town play up And bring the cup Back to Huddersfield. Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be Heffley against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game. Shared with my family, only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery afterwards. Three points, not nugget share box, spot on. Order McDelivery now by the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Manny's and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.